Hi, and welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to The Quacks. I'm Dr. Alan Miner, and we're excited to be with you today. We're talking about something that we're getting a lot of questions in our offices about, and it's how the seasons can affect and have an impact on our mood. You know, there's a lot of things that happen with time zone changes, weather changes as we go into the fall and winter seasons. Uh, there's also a lot of holidays that happen to hit this time of year. And the bottom line is all of this stuff, stress from it, rhythm changes, can impact a person's outlook and mindset and mood. And as we always profess here on the Quacks, uh, it's really difficult when you're hurting, whether that's physical or mentally, or even spiritually, for you to put your focus on your purpose and to serve others and to go out in the world and make it a better place. You know, it's just when we're feeling those things, we tend to focus on ourselves. So that's what today's show is all about, is some very practical things that we can do to help your brain deal with these changes that happen this time of the season. So uh, Dr. Rod, why don't you kick us off today uh, from a chiropractic perspective, neurologically with the brain, what does chiropractic have to do with mood? And, you know, what, what can you speak into this subject for us? Well, one thing we always say in chiropractic, and you'll hear us say it over and over and over, everything that goes on around you is, is perceived through the nervous system, interpreted through the nervous system, and responded to through the nervous system. And when we say nervous system, we're talking about making sure that the brain and the body are having good, good communication with each other. Um, I want you to visualize a safety pin. Everybody knows what a safety pin looks like. Um, up at the top, you've got the head of the safety pin. Think of that as being the brain. And down at the bottom of the safety pin, you've got the little curly part. Uh, think of that as being the body. And if the safety pin is closed, everything, the two connections between the brain and the body on both sides of the safety pin are connecting the brain to the body. The problem comes in with a subluxation, and what that uh, the analogy there is is that a subluxation causes that safety pin to open, and open safety pins aren't good. Um, so we want to keep that safety pin closed so that the brain has a good communication with the body, and the body has a good communication with the brain. So one of the things that we've always been looking for in chiropractic, the holy grail, if you might say, is a way to figure out when that safety pin is open, but also when that safety pin is closed again. Those are good things to find out. So a test has come along recently in the past that um, is called HRV, which is heart rate variability. Uh, I'm gonna let Dr. Pat talk about that in a minute, but basically that gives us a really, really good way to measure whether or not the safety pin's open or closed whether or not the brain is in good communication with the body and the body's in good communication with the brain. Because if, you, if you've got one of those channels open somewhere and the information's not getting through, let's say that you perceive something correctly, your body interprets it, your brain interprets it correctly, and your, your, your body responds to the, to the stimulus correctly, okay? We're talking chemical, physical, emotional, whatever. So if the safety pin's closed, all three of the things happen correctly. If the safety pin's open, your body, if you don't perceive it correctly, your brain's not going to interpret it correctly, and you're not going to respond to it. 
You may perceive it correctly, but if the brain can't interpret it correctly, the body's not, you're not going to respond to it the right way. You may perceive it correctly, interpret it correctly, and if the body can't respond to it correctly because of nerve interference, because that safety pin is open, then you've got issues. So everything we're all about in chiropractic is making sure that that safety pin stays closed. And uh, this new test, the HRV, gives us a way to measure whether or not that safety pin is open or closed. Well said, Dr. Rod. Uh, you know, I'm reminded uh, something I was taught early on with my kids is when they were crying and upset, their eyes go down to the ground and their posture hunches forward. And if I could just get them looking up at the ceiling for about 20 seconds, it's amazing how often they would stop crying. And so I'd get up above them and wave my hands or use balloons or anything I could just get them looking up. And when they'd look up, their brain would follow what was going on with the body. And that really is what happens with the safety pin cycle is when we disconnect that input from the body to the brain, uh, the brain doesn't function the way that it should. And what we're stimulating there is the front part of the brain. And so, Dr. Rod, you alluded to it. Uh, Dr. Pat, can you talk about this heart rate variability then? It's one of the coolest technologies we use. Uh, it's available in different formats, but it really does give some insight into what part of the brain's firing and why and how and how chiropractic influences that part of the brain and a person's mood. Uh, why don't you go deep on that one, Dr. Pat? All right. Thanks, Alan. Well, as Dr. Rod said a while ago, the nervous system's a, it's the master control of your body. It's the major communicating system to tell the body how to work from the brain. And it gets constant feedback from the body to the brain and vice versa. And it's one of those classic systems, whereas you get out what you put in, basically. So if you're constantly feeding it stress through being subluxated, through physical, emotional, chemical means, you're going to get stress back eventually. And the way that we can really track how stressed your body is or how your body's adapting to stress now is through that heart rate variability system. The heart rate variability, it sounds like it's a test for the heart, but it doesn't really have much to do with the heart. It has more to do with how that nervous system's performing, namely your autonomic nervous system. Now, your autonomic has two major components, has your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system. And these two systems both have control on the heart. Your parasympathetics have control over the heart, over the heart through the vagus nerve, and your sympathetics have control over the heart through the thoracic sympathetic nerves. So as we're looking at your heart rate, say your heart rate's jumping all over the place, it gets fast, slows down, it's not in a nice, smooth, controlled manner, that's showing how, how much control the nervous system has over that one organ in response to stress. So if it's always functioning from the sympathetic mode, your sympathetics are like the gas pedal of your body. It's very fast acting, it's protective, defensive, that's a bad thing. And also, if it's always functioning from the parasympathetic mode, that's more the rest-digest response. We refer to that as the brake pedal. That's also a bad thing. We want balance. And the way you get balance is always feeding your body or your brain that whole network good stimulus. You're a good stimuli. And you do that through adjustments, staying subluxation-free, eating the right things, working out. We all know these things that you have to do to keep that nervous system well. This one test really helps us to track right now how that nervous system is adapting and where we need to get you through that and to restore balance. If we keep you balanced through that autonomic, um, autonomic response, then that shows us how quickly you can adapt through stress through that nervous system. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Pat. And again, then, that's why posture, subluxation, misalignment, the spine not moving right, uh, the front part of the brain 
which is what's firing off when you have this balance of the two sides of your nerve system. Friends, that's where creativity, logic, problem solving, your higher levels of thinking come from the frontal cortex. When you're in stress mode, depression mode, anxiety mode, you're operating from your brainstem, the back part of your brain, and you get in that fight or flight, as Dr. Patch said, too much gas, and your body can't function properly. So obviously, we've hit pretty heavily so far on there's this tie between your brain, your posture, your spine, and how that's all functioning. We can measure that. So Dr. Adrian, there's also other things too that have to do with how the body, uh, just basic things people can do within, I guess we'd say lifestyle things that relate to helping a person cope with the mood changes, again, depression, anxiety, things that happen when the seasons change. So can you give us some insight on that, Doc? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dr. Rod initially, you know, talked about everything is perceived through our nerve system. Everything operates through our nerve system. So when we have stress in our lives and we live in, in a time where we're so inundated with, with stress from uh, it always being so close to us and the fact that everybody nowadays has a, has a mobile phone or a tablet, um, checking emails or constantly responding to uh, stressful events that can easily come to us um, at a higher rate nowadays. And because of stress and, and work and different things that take place, it is, it puts our, our brain in this, this hind brain, which begins to stimulate that uh, area. We are often stressed as a result of all these things where we're not able to get out and exercise and move our body like we need to, which actually helps to stimulate that prefrontal cortex and stimulate different things like serotonin and dopamine, which are, are what we call our happy hormones uh, to help overcome the challenges and stresses throughout the day. Uh, of course, when weather changes, when seasonal changes, sometimes uh, the weather can be very cold where we have less exposure to things like sunlight and vitamin D, which vitamin D is so beneficial because not only does it help our immune system, but it's all, it also helps to reduce inflammation. And there's so much research that shows that so many things like depression and so many autoimmune conditions are linked to inflammation. Uh, as a result of increased stress, stress that we put in our bodies and the foods uh, that we consume and put into our bodies are the things that we're exposed to with our skin uh, and surround ourselves with. So that these, these environmental toxins that really contribute to stress in our life, which promote inflammation and take our body away from a state of healing and repair and recover. And it is neat because chiropractic can really help for your body to respond better to the stresses that are going to be there through seasonal changes, through birthdays, through holidays, through whatever it may be, even with work or family stress, uh, we always want to make sure that your nervous system is operating at its best so that way it can actually perceive and, and operate uh, at its best, not just one day, but every single day of your life and every single moment and second of your life uh, to help you reach your full health potential. So essentially, we know that when we have those misalignments in our spine, uh, it's going to stimulate this area of the brain, that prefrontal cortex that we keep talking to and leading to that is so important. And we want to really help to, you know, make sure that we're always firing that prefrontal cortex uh, in our body with chiropractic and making the right choices uh, and avoiding certain things in our life. Well said, Doc. You know, two things come to mind. One, uh, it's why movement is critical. You know, we know people who move. We often say sittings like candy for the spine. There's so many studies now that correlate the more somebody moves, actually the less they sit, 
the longer your life expectancy, as many as 10 extra years. Um, And we know that the body needs to be in motion. And one of the chemical aspects of that is when you're stressed, again, back to the cell phones, it's, it's the scary genius of cell phones is we now have a stress response when we don't check our phones, they flip that on people. So, you know, it's, it was like it used to be back when we were playing slots. Uh, you'd get this little hit of dopamine every now and then when the bells would go off and the cherries would line up and you'd get a few extra dollars. Now they've, they've figured out how to do that with phones, with little red dots, with circles. Hey, I got a like or I got a message. Or, and so they flipped it. So now we actually have a stress response. This is crazy. By not checking our phones. And so we've got this chemical response to stress happening in our body all day. And it's why we have to move. We have to exercise. If you don't burn off that stress hormone, friends, it just accumulates. And then it starts to get in the way of your sleep cycles, which is a whole hormonal cascade. It starts to get into the, and interfere with, uh, even like weight loss chemical. There's this whole axis between your pituitary gland, your thyroid and your reproductive organs that gets hijacked when we have constant stress in our body. So as one of the docs, I think Dr. Rod or Dr. Patrick said, um, we can't change the stress in your world, but we can upgrade your software, if you will, so that your brain is better prepared to deal with the stress by making sure that that system between your brain and your body, that spine is free from interference, and the front part of the brain is firing on all cylinders. And the last thing I want to mention is there is the chemical factor of stress and there's a chemical subluxation. Chemicals in our body and our world can throw off people out of alignment. It's been interesting uh, to see after these holidays this time of year, after Halloween, after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, when kids have a lot of extra sugar, it's amazing how many people start uh, getting sick around the practices. And you see this in the schools too. And how often people don't correlate all that increased sugar in the body, crashing the immune system, correlating with now your kid has a fever, is congested, and is sick. And so we know that there's a chemical toxin, there's a chemical stressor in the form of sugar that's, that's more prevalent this time of year. Also, we're not in the sunlight, so vitamin D levels are coming down. And at the end of the day, it's why you got to move to burn off stress hormone, be very conscious of what kind of foods you're putting in you or your children's bodies. Make sure you're getting out and getting some extra sunlight. And then obviously our lens as chiropractors, make sure your spine is is in alignment and moving the way it's supposed to so that your body can operate at 100% optimal health. And it's amazing if you just add those things in, a few diet changes, some extra exercise, some adjustments, how much it can help your body getting outdoors in the sunlight a little more, how it can help you deal with stress, what they call seasonal affective disorder, sad, if you will, this time of year that that can create anxiety, create depression in people. So uh, with that said, uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. We hope you found some practical information today. Thanks, Docs, for your time. Uh, This has been another episode of The Quacks. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant, abundant week.